Good morning, my friends. Dr. Drills Making Motivation Podcast. A little bit after 8, 10 minutes after 8 on a little bit of an overcast Friday afternoon. It's the 6th, 6th of September. Temperatures are already starting to dip down a little bit. Of course, that could have something to do with the various weather systems out there. Pretty rough place atmospherically. these days. So um, it's about 60 degrees. Nice brisk fall morning. I like it. Beginnings of some leaves turning. We'll see more and more of that over the next you know, weeks, month. And then it'll be fully fall. Halloween times. Lily and I are making these pinekins. They are carved out of pine tree trunks. They are carved into pumpkins with authentic wild grapevine stems. They're a hot seller. We've already sold maybe 20 of them. So, we got to get those pinekins ready for friggin' market this weekend. As I pass uh, all these fine folks on Allentown Road, see parents standing at bus stops with children, mothers and fathers, the rest of commerce trying to uh, follow and beat the school buses, essentially. Good luck with that. So here we are, face to face, a couple of silver spoons. As I look at these families waiting for the bus stops with their kids, I, you know, unfortunately it's going to turn into a somewhat of a negative subject, but family is a very special thing, right? It's very wonderful. I've got a great family, my immediate family, Sam, Daddy, Mommy, Lily, Mommy, Junie, Stinky, Smelly, we are the Obersts. Stinky and Smelly is what I called, um... hermit crabs, which we, they never took care of, so they eventually perished. Um, so, I think of the families here. Families, welcome back to Salford Hills. Where we are the Salford Hills Stallions. We are a family of stallions. And this, this is where we live. A little impression of my children's uh, elementary school teacher, or principal rather. They're both heading out of elementary school. Now they're heading to, uh, to the middle school, Indian Valley Middle. Big boys and girls. Love them. So, the question is about families. Families are wonderful. Here are these parents standing at the bus stops, waving their kids. I see the bus is already, you know, a tenth of a mile down the road, and the parents are still waving and, and uh, to their kids, bidding farewell. And there's some kids and families that I know right here. Mom walking them down the bus stop. Good people. The hearts. Very nice people. I ponder my own family and these other families 
that I know and love so much. And here's his mom turning and backing, walking backwards, trying to catch one more glimpse of her children and hoping to lock eyes with them as they pull away. Just to make one last connection, a longingness, a love, a I'll see you later, you know, have a great day, trying to will it in a way on their kids and to their mom. There's such a tight bond is the point. But I, I run into a lot of dysfunction in families and um, I've experienced a lot of it myself been privy to it. We've all seen it. If you've been around long enough, you realize that things aren't all hunky-dory, quote-unquote. <clears throat> People have problems, and for whatever reason, it's, it's ironic, it is sad, but folks are often cruel to those closest to them. I'll give you an example. A friend of mine, she's got, all her kids are grown at this point, but they're in and out, college, their first job, his first relationship, so they don't quite have the stability that they're looking for on their own, so eventually they are going to um, get there, but meantime, they're in and out of her house. Spent a lot of time there, still have a link to mom and dad, pretty tight. So, one of the kids, who's now an adult, lives on her own. She rescues a dog. Whatever the predicament, the dog needed help. They love animals, so they take the dog in. The dog's got some issues, though, and I know a bit about that because my dog, Momi, is a rescue, and she's imperfect. She's got some some anxieties, some challenges. She's nipped at a few people in out of fear, you know? So this dog, take the dog home, and then the daughter or the, the child, adult, would be out at work or school or something, and hey, come on. You know, so mom wound up watching the dog all the time, and which kind of sucked. They didn't get along. The dog, she didn't trust the dog from the get-go. It sounds like the dog decided didn't like her either, so they were a little standoffish. And eventually the dog nipped her. Bit her pretty good, actually. I saw the bites. So then the mom is petrified of the dog. And the daughter is, you know, she can't take her frustrations out on the dog, really, right? So the dog's just a poor animal. Poor, you know, animal needs love. It's broken. And, you know, it's imperfect. It's a sinner. Sinning dog. What can you, what can you say? So long story short, the mother is petrified the dog and was ready to call the pound because she got bitten. She was traumatized by this. She's frightened of the dog. Can't be in its space. So what happens? This drives the mother and daughter apart because the daughter feels like she needs to take up for the animal. And it's a big mess and they haven't spoken in months. And, you know, knowing the mother, I'm saying, shit, you know, I'm a dog lover, but I, I have an anxious dog. I understand why she would be, not want to be around the dog. Maybe you can give it some, uh, another try. Maybe you can get some obedient school or 
warm up to the dog, whatever the situation is, it probably can be fixed, most likely. But if you don't like the dog and the dog freaking harmed you, well, you have every right not to be in its space, right? So here's this family, and so they had a, a meeting this past weekend where a daughter came back into the, into town, and she stayed at the place, and they were supposed to talk, like, via text. They are like, oh, well, maybe we can talk when I come home, and so nothing happens, really, and then finally, as the daughter was leaving, the dog stayed there, but it was a very tense experience, but as the daughter, as the, um, the daughter was leaving to go back home, she says, okay, I guess we're not going to talk. They sit down, they talk, and the daughter said horrible things about the mother, like all these judging, judgmental stuff, and, you know, how she is so fucked up, and all this stuff. And it really, this is all brought to a head, once again, about, you know, in, in relationship to the dog coming in. It's all over this dog, but the what is a dog other than a basically a big muscle with teeth? So it, the dog doesn't mean any harm. The dog is like an excuse for them to air their grievances and go after one another, particularly daughter towards mother. And that's my perspective, but it might be skewed. In my own family, I have sister, my mother, at each other's throats historically, and it's like perpetual, you, and my point is, I guess with a lot of this, you wonder why um, you, you really think about it, you know, life is short, it's short, man, and we fucking bicker with our families, and where there should be such a, an abundance of love and trust and security. In a lot of families, there are problems, man. There's all kinds of it. Um, anger. It's not an amicable situation. And But, you know, maybe that individual, that family, when they're out at work or out at school or whatever, in other relationships in their lives, they will compensate for it, for their lack of whatever, nurturing whatever their upbringing was, whatever their family environment is, they'll try to make up for that and many times will be successful with relationships with other people that probably are complaining about their families. It's just crazy that the people who are closest to us, that we are bad to them. Or that we're, even if we're not outright bad or evil or hurt them in some way, We take them for granted. I've just seen this so many times, countless times, for it not to be a thing. It is a thing. People, oh, my mother, yeah, oh, here she is. I mean, everybody can complain periodically about, like, the things that they continue to observe, the flaws they continue to observe in their family. We all reserve the right to complain about them our families sometimes, right? 
But when we really um, do things that are out of our family's best interest or fight with them or in worse case scenario, really, neglect them, uh, don't pay, give them the attention that they require, it's an unhealthy thing. Yeah, don't jump into that lane. You know, I'm kind of guilty of this myself. My parents are three hours away, a couple hundred miles maybe. And I, you know, up in the mountains, and I love the mountains, and I, I do love my parents. But there are some things about them and the way that they live that, in my opinion, they're unhealthy. There, there's a lot of negative energy, a lot of, you know, my parents got divorced in their 60s, and at a time when they moved away to retire, they're just like, okay, I want a divorce. So they get a divorce, and then they live like five miles from one another. Right? They have like five miles from one another. And then move back in together. It's like the most crazy thing in the fucking world. And they're still at each other's throats and they just bicker like a like a stereotypical old couple. They like they've earned the right to, to cut each other down on a daily basis. They making they've gamified it. They've made it a an experience, like a board game. Okay, I'm gonna get up tomorrow morning, I'm gonna give you a ration shit because you didn't transfer the laundry into the dryer. Or, hey, you know, you made an appointment with Dr. Such-and-Such, and and I need to go to Dr. Such-and-Such. Well, I can't drive myself. That sort of shit. You know what I mean? And you watch it. You watch how people behave. And I'm probably like this, I'm sure, with the relationships in my life. Although, it would certainly be inadvertent. uh, Not a conscious thing. Um, You go, you, you pick at each other. You know, you don't like to be told that again and again and again. You don't like to be reminded of the things that you're doing wrong. Shit like that. People, you know, we're like freaking snowflakes. <laughs> in that, not in the recent definition of a snowflake, like a friggin', I don't know, social justice warrior or something like that. I'm talking about a snowflake in terms that, that we're all unique. And so we have our little positives and negatives and idiosyncrasies and we see this stuff all day long where when we're in when we're so close to one another we see that hey my kid's always picking his nose you know or you know my kid's making that funny noise now with his headgear Uh, my kid didn't clean his football stuff we got a first responder coming down here That's a 10-4, Big Daddy. We got something going on over here. Some blue light special coming through. In a Jeep Cherokee. Silver. Running up Allentown Road. Speaking of Jeep Cherokee, see this fucking idiot who decided to uh, get a closer look at Hurricane Dorian off the Myrtle Beach coast and rode on the beach. Got caught and it uh, looked like he was trying to, he was in the surf like a fucking idiot and then uh, wound up getting hung up on a jetty or something like that. 
Crazy, crazy, man. What you gonna do? So, yeah, this is just an interesting phenomenon. Listen, I know a lot of people, if they were to listen, if I had any listeners, they'd be saying, yeah, I can vouch for that. My dad's all fucked up. Oh, my mom. Yeah, they do it. Well, you know, just... We, we, I think if you live, if you make it to midlife, you've seen enough. You get enough experience in this life. You've seen this time and again. The reality that things are not perfect. You know, we put up a facade... I read a quote, and I believe this is true. We have three sides, three faces. The one we show everybody, the one we only show our close friends and family, and who we actually are. That one side that that is like basically us peering out through our looking glasses, our eyeballs, to the world. I mean, this is the face that that we never show anybody. This is our private side. And we, you know, some people are going to be more or less expressive and show us who they really are. And then that person, these faces will sometimes bounce around and, you know, we show a little bit too much or a little bit too little. We don't you don't ever let somebody see that side of us, or maybe we tell everybody, <laughs> right? So it's just some interesting things I'm pondering as I head on into the office. It's 8.30. This thing, this, this reality that our family, you know, we, we, we can be so cruel to those who we are closest to. And I talk to people like this. People tell me things, right? They share with me what's going on in their lives. And, oh, my son, he's getting married, and he wants to get married here, and it's her, and she wants to do this. Like, everybody's judging. It's just the way the world is. If you say you're not judging, you're a fucking liar. You're probably judging everybody. It's just how we do. We We assess our surroundings, right? So, we judge. We have something to say. We have an opinion on the things in our life, and so we don't like things, hey, my wife volunteered, because nobody fucking else did, she volunteered to work the snack stand at my daughter's uh, cheer practice tonight, from 8 to 10, it's a Friday fucking night, man, like, I want to spend time with my family, I don't want her there, and she just told me last week, this this time, that uh, she wasn't going to do it, it's not going to be me, nobody else wants to volunteer, they don't make it mandatory, I'm like, <laughs> told her last night, she's like, um, she goes, you know, she's telling me all this stuff, it's like 9 30, 10 o'clock at night, yeah, so we're not gonna do this, and, you know, I, I, I gotta work the snacks day tomorrow, and, and this is why, and they don't make, let, make it volunteer mandatory, or you should have to pay a, a stipend, you know, $100, if you don't want to volunteer, and they could raise money that way, and that's a good idea, and I said, honey, I love you so much, I don't care, <laughs> And I, you know, sometimes I'll apologize for that. I really don't fucking care. What I do care about is that my lovely wife is going to be away from me in the early evening hours. Actually, quite late. I care that uh, 
and she's not going to be with me. I'm pissed because this time that she should be off duty. <laughs> she said that she goes, I'm not going to do anything anything special you know, with work. She's just a freaking phenomenal human being. You know, she's like, I'm not going to do anything special. I'm not going to get escort. I'm not volunteer for anything. I feel like I finally got my feet under me. I've been here for five years in this school, and I'm not going to do anything extra. Well, guess what? They give her this opportunity because she's a good person. She's a good worker. Um, they're like, oh, can you mentor this individual? Basically help break this individual into the um, break this individual into the school. She's a uh, faculty. So she's going to do that extra work now, right? I don't like that. I, you know, and I reserve the right, damn it, to tell her how I feel about that. So it's just interesting that we are so kind and so loving to our family, but we also do fucking horrible things to them. 